I'm Bob Wheeler with Money You Should Ask, and I'm here in Zimbabwe at the Amiri Rhino and Wildlife Conservation. I'm here with volunteer program coordinators Vera Castro and Sam Turley. So I've been here for a couple of weeks, and I've been fascinated by all the various people who've been coming in as the volunteers. And, like, there's young people, there's old people, there's couples. Um, and I'm wondering, you've been here about three months, and I'm wondering what brought you here. Like, the big paychecks, the fancy living, constant hot water. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> all of that. They said, Vera, we have hot water. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, like, that's like not something to take for granted no, here. No, at all. 100%. Like, you're just lucky to have water. Exactly. Or electricity for... Twelve hours in a row. Uh, yeah, exactly. Twelve hours because, as you noticed, the last two weeks we had how many power cuts? <laughs> yeah, and no showers because we. Yeah, and no yeah, showers. and no showers. You likely had uh, a shower just before you left. They finished I did. The I know. I did get a shower before I left. I yeah, exactly. left, so that's good. Yeah, but so what? Like, so you're not making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, and. You know, like for me, I was always told, like, you better get out of school. You better make lots of money. You got to plan for your whole future. Mm. So, like, that's the way I operated. I got to make sure I have, like, tons of money in the bank. Mm. And then right before I can spend it all, I die. Um, So, my grandmother wanted me to. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're out doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that, like you say, that's probably the traditional route. And that's what my parents tried hard to push me down. But no. So, for, for both of us, I think it's following our passions we're both very passionate about conservation and wildlife and being out in rural areas in the bush um and it sounds very cheesy but living those those dreams i've always dreamt about being in africa with the big five animals um and conservation conserving these animals for future generations so and how did you not get pressured by your family to stick to the traditional route and like my yeah yeah, i so my parents uh, they know that I was completely obsessed with Africa since I was a kid. Okay. So when I decided after university I went, really wanted to do the ranger course in South Africa, they were amazing. They said, don't go by the book. Just because people say you have to make millions, it doesn't make, it doesn't make you happy. Right. You, if you follow your dream you will see you'll be the happiest person alive. And when they came to visit me the first year in South Africa, this was two years ago or three, um, my mom actually cried in the end and said to me, I've never seen you so happy my whole life. And for me, that's a big achievement. Yeah. 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 Cool. Definitely. I think the, um, for me, just going back to what you said about trying to steer away from that traditional Route. So my my sister's a doctor. So she studied. She's a GP. So she studied for you know she got great A levels. Studied for seven years, and now she's working that I suppose dream jobs in quotation marks, right, right. Um, which isn't actually a dream job. She was I spoke to her the other week, and she actually wanted to quit her dream right, job right. that she studied seven years for. Yeah. Um, and and I, I suppose I had I had the best of. Both. So my mother, my father always said, follow, you know, follow what you are passionate about. My mother was kind of um, more, you must, you know, you must study for your A-levels. You must then go to university. You must then do this. Um, and I had I had a, a good balance. I, would, I probably wouldn't have gone to university if it wasn't for my mother. And that mm-hmm. did help me a lot. Um, but then after university, I then, you know, had the freedom to, yeah. to 
travel, I suppose, and do exactly what I'm passionate about and what I want to do. And where do you see yourselves in 10 years? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good I question. I don't even know where I see myself in the next day. Wow. It is weird because when you choose this life, like we're in Africa, and I'm so happy to be here that mm-hmm. I can't, like, and I want to settle down at some point and have kids and get married. Sorry, Summer, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Sam, come back. The door slam. So, uh, but I don't want to, like, I, th- I think I'm so blessed to be here right now. Mm-hmm. There's millions of people that wanted to do this. Right. And I'm here. I am here right mm-hmm. now. So I kind of don't want to think about, I, I have to think about the future because, let's be honest, you need money to mm-hmm. build the future. Unfortunately, and it, yeah. it is bad, but it's true. You need mm-hmm. money. And what is good about this job is we're actually saving it. Right. Not that much. But you're saving. But we're saving it. But you're aware and you're conscious and you're planning and you're thinking about your future. So what we thought is one of our ideas is if we go back to Europe one day, Mm -hmm. we can actually like start a company that will have. Sorry, sorry, people. We have a dog, a puppy with us. (laughs) Um, uh, That will. Sorry. there like a company that will be related to Africa in uh-huh. some way in conservation, but we can stay maybe in Europe or UK and go like twice a year to Africa and do some conservation work. We want to actually educate people and aware people. Aware? People? Make people aware. Raise awareness. Yeah, people aware. yeah. Raise awareness. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're from Por- Portugal. Yes. We can, yes. Portugal, we can, you know, <laughs> exception. Yes. Exception. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. What yeah, do you see in 10 years? Tell me it's not, it's with me, not with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you later, Bob. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll do a separate podcast. We'll do a separate podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do a separate podcast. Yeah, the door slam. Um, no, I think, I think definitely I want to gain more experience um, traveling Southern Africa. And then, uh-huh. like Vera says, potentially open up a travel agency or a... You know, photographic safari company or something, uh-huh. something like that. We would obviously need, um, again, going back to money, we'd need some financial backing for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think something like that. I think yeah. we would probably, I think we probably got what it takes to yeah. set up and a business um, and the experience. But yeah, yeah I think. Something is again not very traditional. Do you want to be our business partner? <laughs> sure, let's go. Let's make it happen. Um, well, so let me ask you this: so you um, you were in South Africa, mm-hmm. and then you've come here. Um, so I spent some time in Kenya and Tanzania, mm-hmm. and what I found amazing, even he, and same thing here with the Shona culture, mm-hmm. which is different, and they don't speak Swahili, which is what I okay. learned a little bit when I was in Tanzania, is. Um, I'm amazed here that the average income is $700 a year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit less than $2 a day mm-hmm. working seven days a week. Um, not a lot. At all. I mean, I probably can make that in two or three hours. Yep. <laughs> two seconds. You know, and yep. so, um, but what I noticed is like the gratitude. Mm-hmm. I noticed that these people are happy and I've talked about this before, but when I went to Tanzania and I saw how happy people were, I kept going, what's wrong with these people? They don't have material things. Yeah. And for me, that was like a big life changer mm-hmm. when I started to see 
how people, because at that time in Tanzania, the average income was a hundred dollars a year. And, um, so I'm like, I noticed when we were in the Shona house and they were making bread, they had an electric skillet that had been converted into a pan. Mm, mm. So they, they don't waste anything. They're super sustainable. And, um, like, so what, like just your impressions of being in Africa and seeing this kind of gratitude and, um, this happiness with content without. Mm. Is there a reality? It's their reality. Mm. It's their re- and, yeah. and it's not their reality. It's actually their reality. Yeah, the- yeah they don't have choice. Yeah, I didn't no, have a, ch- no. they had a, I was, when we were plowing the other day and, you know, we all got to experience plowing and I thought, wow, I have a choice of whether I want to plow or not. Yeah. yeah. I have a choice of after I sit in this house that doesn't have electricity, cooking with an open fire in the middle of the yeah. kitchen. Mm-hmm. I have a choice to go back to my house and get my electric skillet. and Or even order food. food. Yeah. Or order food. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what has that impact been on you being in Africa and experiencing that here, maybe in South Africa? Yeah. Do not take things for granted. Definitely. <laughs> Never. Yeah. However small it is. Because, I mean, for, ex- for example, we've had the new shower put in. Yeah. Uh, and the shower the shower was broken because it it could only go super cold or super hot now you go you go 50 meters behind this house to the staff compound and they don't have a shower they shower it with cold water in buckets right so you know just deal with the cold shower or the hot shower whatever right and then we have volunteers complaining we don't have hot shower yeah well, you are in the middle of Africa. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. This is actually the reality. You have a shower. But I think it's interesting as well. If you look at the world as a whole, that's the reality for the majority of people. Right. Not, we are, in the Western world, we're the majority who have those lovely hot showers and, order, you know, being able to order food online or whatever. That's, that's you know, that is the minority there. The, the majority of the world is... You know, like that. Yeah. No showers, showering in buckets or whatever. And always um, with a smile on their faces. Yeah, always. always smile, yeah. Grateful. It's, it's not a problem. It's yeah. it's fantastic that they've got the bucket and the water. Yeah. You know, it's not a negative that they don't have the shower. Yeah. yeah I when, I when we were at the school, somebody was asking one of the kids what they wanted to be, and they said they want to be a pilot. And they said, yeah. "Oh, have you Googled it? You know, have you looked it up on the internet?" And they just <laughs> stared at her like, "What's the internet? Yeah. You know, what's?" And one of the things that. And this also happened when I was in Zanzibar. I brought pencils, right? So I brought pencils and Tootsie Rolls because Tootsie Rolls travel and they're delicious. Um, So every kid got two pencils and two Tootsie Rolls. Mm -hmm. And you would have thought they won the lottery, Mm. right? And in the U.S., kids are screaming because they don't have an iPhone 8 or they're not able to get a phone until they're 14. And then here's kids that are just grateful and excited, like happy Mm. Mm. to get a pencil to get a Tootsie Roll. To have everything. Girls in Zimbabwe drop out of school because they don't have underwear. Wow. It's something I would never think. Okay, I'm not right. going to open my drawer. There's no underwear. Right. They mm. don't have it. It's right. not because it's in the washing machine. Right. They, they, they don't have it. it. Mm. They don't have it. They're happy so to have they a pair of shoes. they drop out of school because of that. Yeah. Because it appears the time of the month. Yeah. And they get embarrassed and they... Yeah. rather not come to school yeah. Yeah. right it's just like in the other day when you know the Shana, you went to the village yeah we went to the village so that for me was a life-changing activity so when we started here our boss riley mm-hmm. he said vera and sam before you actually start coordinating the program we want you guys to be volunteers for 10 days and we did that activity and was by far my 
favorite activity because it just opens your eyes. Like these people don't have anything mm. and they're so happy and so sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like they don't go to the shops every day to buy rice. They right. plant their right. their beans, they plant their spinach and they are praying to God to have a nice year with good rains. Otherwise they don't have food. Mm. Right. Mm. It, it, and then we go there with all our iPhones and all our clothes and everything. This people know that we're going there they dress themselves like amazingly mm-hmm. because they want to show to you how happy they are to to have us right and then you see they don't have anything right mm-hmm. they have they have a smile on their faces and they're happy and they're yeah. happy with that because that's their reality yeah. And if everyone had a little bit less, I think the world would actually um, understand. It's, it's the whole the, the, uh, paradox thing. You have less, but you have more. Right. You know, you have you have less materialistic things, but you have more. Um, I think I think one of the big things is more personal interaction, genuine people connections. I think is something I've taken from it, um, especially with the with the kids um, behind. They they are genuinely happy to see you. There's no fakeness you know right. at home if you walk in and so oh hi how are you right they yeah, don't they don't uh, give a shit do they about right. how you are. Yeah. they yeah. really don't it's they don't even fake. want to see you no. yeah. right but these these kids and 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 the the women the, the guys there they, they are genuinely happy to see you there's no there's no fake you know nonsense it's it's very genuine here in Zimbabwe the people are just amazing i can yeah. tell you that yeah and i think i mean i'm sure there's other places in the world where it's similar conditions where you just you know, you have to make do mm. where you have to rely on the tribe. In the U.S., people have enough money that they can isolate and not have to talk to anybody and they can build a big fence. Yep. But here, you have to rely on the community. You have to, like, you can't do it alone. Yeah, you have you to integrate. You can't. Yeah. You have to integrate. Yeah. It's interesting because I was on the plane when I was flying over. I was fortunate enough to fly business class <laughs> with a bed and uh, spoiled rotten. Yeah. And... Um, you know, this guy was talking to me, and he's from Ireland, and his father was very, very poor. He said his father died with maybe ten, twenty thousand dollars, and he's a an actor in Ireland, but he goes back and forth. He lives in the U.S. now. But he said um, that one of the richest men in Ireland was dying in the hospital at the same time his dad was dying, mm-hmm. and the nurse said to him, um, "Your dad must have been really well loved." And this guy Vic um, said, "Why is that?" He said, "Well, because there's been somebody with your dad." 24-7 for the last two months before he died. And the richest man in Ireland is down the hall. Nobody's been to visit him in three months. Hasn't had a single visitor. And he said, you know, and I'm much more grateful that my dad had people that loved him mm. instead of having a bunch of money in the bank and nobody cared. Definitely, yeah. And I think here that, I mean, I just like, and that really struck me when he shared that, but it just feels here. I just see all the appreciation mm-hmm. and so many things I take for granted. I remember... Uh, you know, a couple months ago, I was putting my socks on and I realized that my uh, housekeeper had mismatched my socks and I was about to go into an outrage that I had a dark gray and a gray sock. And then I realized what a jerk <laughs> I am and how spoiled I am. Yeah. I just get used to it. I used to get, I get used to people just taking care of me yeah. Yeah. and I take it for granted mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, I'm very aware, mm-hmm. thankfully, but sometimes I yeah. forget. Yeah, I think you do. And, and that's interesting. One of the... One of the things that I and Vera is very conscious about not taking for granted is where we are. Um, 
you know, you drive past um, one of the antelopes you see every day and do not take it for granted because, you know, right. for, for a lot of volunteers who come here, they've never seen that animal and they may yeah. never see that animal again after leaving here. And we're constantly pinching ourselves, when, you know, when we see yeah. a giraffe or we're that close to a rhino or and, and it's I think similar in our, thing. Sorry, in our experience in, in South Africa, when we were rangers, we were working in a five-star lodge. Oh, Ah, oh, no, that yeah. is money. Yeah. There's a lot of money, and I yeah. think people come out here and they pay all this money to go on fancy safaris, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're not really getting they a real experience. No way. don't. Like, let's say half of my guests were really happy to be there, and they wanted to hear me explain everything, and they asked me uh, clever questions, that's another thing. And mm-hmm. the other half were just there. To mark it off their list. Yeah. Things done. List done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Didn't even really... No. Yep, I saw an elephant. Okay, mark it off. No, yeah. like yeah. Not like, oh my God, I just yeah. experienced feeding a rhino yeah. who's two inches from me, who if we took away the little gate, I would be trampled to death. <laughs> yes. And they're endangered. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. just amazing to me because I read that like in South Africa, three rhinos are poached a day. Mm. Uh, yeah. A day. Eight hours. Yeah. I mean, that's... And all in South Africa. That's yeah, and that's only South Africa. Yeah. And I, it amazes me that people, if you see these animals, I can't even imagine, like, just, the elephants, the rhinos, the giraffes, even the hyenas. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and it's, but even, I mean, I know by my second week, I was like, yep, it's another Impala, yeah. right? It's so easy to go, yeah, because yeah, I'm with all the Impalas. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. But even so, with us, sometimes we kind of, take, like... The other day, remember that Niall is here? Yeah. Like, oh, the Niall's are eating again the, our lettuces. They're eating our lettuce. How dare they? Right. Oh my god, we have Niall in the box. Yeah, Niall is an antelope, by the way. It's not a <laughs> so, what would you, so, what would you say, like, for the volunteers? What's, mm. like, what is the biggest, like, what's the coolest thing that you think when you see volunteers come here, maybe they come as spoiled brats? Or maybe they come as middle-aged, entitled people. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see a transformation all the time? Some of the time. Um, some of the time. There's some. There's some people who just don't get it, and probably would never get it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they stayed their whole life, they probably would never get it. Um, but luckily, the majority really do. Ninety percent. Yeah, I, w- I would say a lot of people do come, and they they are changed by however short or long a time they have here. Um, and I think the main change that we see is that appreciation again for um, for everything for for life. You know, there's 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 a lot of people that can't afford to to feed themselves, and you know, there's just just yeah. appreciating life. I think um, and appreciating what they have. And I suppose people talk about the you know the the jackpot, the lottery of where you're born. Um, yeah, yeah. And it is so true. Um, yeah. It is really true. You're just born in a privileged um, privileged country for example um, right. just just thinking about if, if you're from the US or the UK um, well sorry the UK more um, your your healthcare um, we, we have a national health service right. in the UK which a lot of people complain about because the uh, the waiting times are long right. and the queues are long and the doctors aren't quite as good as they should be and, right um, here if you're ill and you can't pay you stay ill um and you know you will die if if right. you cannot pay and your bills. And the prices in Zimbabwe are really ridiculous compared with people earn. Mm. But but yeah, going back to the volunteers, mm. we have a lot of young 
young volunteers mm -hmm. that come here with parents' money. Mm -hmm. And they arrive and you can see, okay, this is going to be a good week. <laughs> <laughs> and they start talking about money and money. And most of the time they're like, I hope after two or four weeks they actually see the change. Yeah. And you see. Mm, that's cool. Most of the time, yeah. And most of Which the is times. really rewarding for us. Yes. Yeah. Like, we had volunteers that they they came with a perspective of money. We're going to Vic Falls. We're going to Patrick Mavris. La, la, la. And then, in the end, they're like, no, I don't want to go to Patrick Mavris or Vic Falls. I actually want to help people. Yeah. I, and then, I feel like I have too much in my hands. And if I give a little bit, I'll be a better person. And that's for us, I think the most rewarding like situations we have. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. So what would you say to anybody that's out there thinking about, they've heard this podcast and now they're thinking about uh, volunteering instead of just taking a regular vacation at the beach. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody thinking about coming to volunteer? Um, I think if you want a, if you want a real experience, if you want to actually see what, what Zimbabwe is like um, on the ground, I think, yeah, 100% volunteer. If you want to go and tick boxes and see an elephant, save your money and go to the zoo, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, one closer. Yeah, and you, ha you have amazing safaris out of in Africa. They're incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Like, places here that are completely remote. Yeah. And they're still doing amazing conservation projects. But volunteering, I can tell you. It's much more rewarding. It yeah. is rewarding. Yeah. Like it's, you are here, you are hands-on on the situations. You are with the community. Yeah. You are helping these people. You are with the rhinos. You are monitoring them. You are taking data because we're starting research yeah. here. Because we really want to change the world. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's cheesy, but... It's yeah. not cheesy. It's And it's, it's about education and awareness. Yeah. Because it that's is. really, to me, it's the ignorance and not understanding the impact of how we don't respect all of this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what can somebody expect to do as a volunteer? Like, give me, walk me through a typical two weeks. Okay. So, uh, you'll work from Monday to Saturday morning. You have Saturday afternoon and Sundays off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have time off. You have time off. <laughs> you have time off. And days are long days when you have nothing. Yes. It's amazing because I just want to say, like, it's amazing when we get to back to the house or the lodge, or the house, and it's like, oh my god, I'm so tired, it's, uh, oh, it's 6.30, <laughs> and then everybody's trying to stay awake until 8, no. yeah. yeah, it's like, it is. it's days. a time warp, yeah. Yeah, and definitely. if you notice then on Sundays that the time passes so slowly because you're not doing Super anything, slow. yeah. and then when your activity is just like bang, 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 yeah. it's done, mm. yeah, it's mm. amazing, um, but a typical day, so, you normally... Uh, start your day at half past six and because people go to bed at eight it's not a problem uh, <laughs> yeah. half past six and you have an animal activity so most of it it's all elephants related so and you're going with the elephant and cleaning so I actually came up with a new phrase that the that the handlers really liked. We I called it the uh, the poo poo express because <laughs> you know you have to clean up all the poo and then you have to take it with a whale barrel and go out far and dump it. So yeah. it's amazing. So sometimes we're not going to activities and I'm working in the house and you can see the group that went to the elephants and the group that went to the rhinos because of the smell. Yeah, <laughs> you smell them before you and see I, them. I have to say, elephants are a little more difficult than rhinos because rhinos just. You know, they have their, what is that called, the dumb meeting? Yeah, we did. You will get meeting. 
Meenan? Meenan. Oh. You know, I'm a dumb American, so... I've all been here for two weeks. And I retain, I retain nothing other than... Yeah, I retain little. But no, but I mean, the rhinos are much easier. I was yeah. sort of grateful on the last day I got to pick. We were all like, rhinos! <laughs> we'll just walk with the elephants. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. But, it, it, but even after you shoveled all the poop, you have to walk with those yeah, yeah. beautiful animals. It's amazing. And they're so intelligent. Yeah. It just amazes me. Like, I knew that they were intelligent before, but here, like, you are five mm. meters. Real hands-on. Yeah. Like, they oh, say, yeah. Mac, where, who's Vera? And he pointed to me, like, is <laughs> right. that my perfume? Yeah. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, even with the rhinos and the elephants, you can't take for granted that they're like, oh, they're like a cat. Yeah. They're like a dog. They will kill you. They will kill you. Like, in a heartbeat. Like, I saw the rhinos. You know, you're standing right there, and they're like, oh, cool, you have food. Mm. Oh, you're in my way? I'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't take the wild out of these animals. No, they're right? completely wild. So mm-hmm. I just want to say, because if somebody were to see my video, they're like, oh, you're just petting rhinos like at a no. zoo. No, it's no, not no. like that at all. No. You no. saw Kamachacha and uh-huh. Kobo. And oh, my God. Outside. They almost killed each other. Yeah. yeah. So you can't take the wild. And basically what we are doing is breeding these animals and release them back to the wild. Right. And there's only 5,000 black rhinos in the world. It's nothing. And Emiri is uh, heaven in earth. Like, what these people, with the Travelers family are doing here, it's just mind-blowing. They are releasing black rhinos into the wild. Right. It's just like 27 black rhinos got released because of Emiri. Right. And what's amazing to me, just to point out that you guys shared with me, that in Zimbabwe, even though they're taking care of the rhinos and paying for all the security, which I got to say is a lot of people, there's 400 people working here Mm -hmm. to protect the rhinos and walking with them and feeding them. And the government doesn't pay for any of that. They don't pay for anything. And the government retains custody of the rhinos. The rhinos rhinos. belong to the government, Mm -hmm. even though you do all the work pay for all the expenses yeah. and take all the liability and all the risk. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so it's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. really have to be committed to yeah. I'm doing this for the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. Basically. You really have to care to take on something like that. And the, the other thing um, that as, as they are the government's property they can take them away tomorrow. Tomorrow. If they, want to. they can say ah oh, no guys we changed our mind. Thank you. We changed our yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. We're going to give them to someone else. Like, Riley was trying to get a black rhino from Vic Falls just for the gene pool of the right. reserve. And everything was um, ready to, to... How do you say? Uh, happen? Happen. Ready to go, yeah. Ready to go. And the next day... Like, people were ready in Vic Falls to bring this rhino. And the next day, they, go, they received a, a letter from the government saying, No, it's not happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. pay the transport. They pay everything. They say, no. No, not going to happen. No. Yeah, that's the one thing that's interesting to me in almost every country in Africa is all the government uh, corruption, the government inefficiencies, uh, lack of mm-hmm. a vision. Yeah. 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 Um, very short-sighted. It's very yeah. short-sighted. Everybody's out. What can I get in the next five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly, yeah. so it's a really big commitment, mm. what, what they do here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, and, and I think to be, and just going back to the original question, I think to be a part of that as a volunteer is 
a real well it's just a once in a lifetime thing um, and we are maximum capacity is 12 people so it's not like you're part of a conveyor belt of, of right. you know, thousands of volunteers coming a year it's your family it's, it's not like that it's very close um, we know everyone's name everyone knows us it's very very personal experience yeah. and it's it's real it's not it's not, there's no Mickey Mouse activities that mean nothing. Everything is for yeah. a reason. It actually means something. Like, exactly. Even bu- building the brick road yeah. on the bridge. So like that somebody has to do it. You. Yeah. We, we, we did the brick road. So uh, we, we thought it was pretty amazing. Uh, no, it was, no it was amazing because, so I should have read, I, I know I'm the coordinator and mm-hmm. I should have read the board. Um, but we were driving like, oh my God, this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like Sam said, all activities have a meaning. Like if that bridge wasn't fixed, right. if there is a poaching incident in the reserve, that little hole or that bridge not being built yeah. can ruin all the procedure and yeah. you can lose rhinos because of that. Mm-hmm. So everything you do here has a meaning. Like Bright, the volunteer uh, task manager, he will meet with Riley um, and they will figure out what they need to be, what has to be done during the week. Yeah. And well, you know, and what I, the thing I want to say about that, two things. One, you know, we take for, at least for me in the U S we take for granted, like, wait, you want me to build a brick road? I call somebody and somebody else does that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm really good at calling and having other people do things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, like, but this stuff is not like, just like, Oh, let's make a task. These are things that actually have to get done. And they mm-hmm. seem simple. And maybe some of them are simple, but here that's big. Yep. The other thing, um, Sam, you were saying about everybody knowing everybody's name. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is embarrassing, and this is probably true for a lot of volunteers, and it's true for me. They all knew my name. Mm. I met several people that I only met once, and they're like, Mr. Bob, how are you? <laughs> I probably could tell you only like six people's names. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, oh, I got better. But, but my point is, right? I'm in the privileged position of I don't have to remember everybody's name yeah, or yeah. I mean and I'm getting better at being aware of yeah. it mm-hmm. but I'm aware that all of them knew my name even if I'd only met them one time yeah they knew everybody's name I and some of the names are hard to pronounce yeah, yeah um and Bob is easy thankfully <laughs> but um so you know it's not fair um but um no but I know like everybody yeah. Knew our names yeah. everywhere we went. Yeah, very, very Mr. Brown, right? Yeah, Mr. Brown. What a character! He's great. <laughs> He's hilarious. Um, but I was impressed that everybody knew our names yeah. everywhere we yeah. went. It's 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 very personal, and and there's no there's no desire to make this program bigger either. That that twelve volunteers is a great size. It's it's um, not too many, not too few. It's right. just perfect, and that's there's no there's no a lot of volunteer programs there's a lot of fantastic ones but a lot of them are very money grabbing and they'll just want to get as many people in as possible right we're not like that at all we want you know we want the right people to come and we we want, want to and then this, and the money from the volunteers helps to fund the program that, and make well, sure that's, that um, yeah that's the other that thing sustainable yeah that's the other thing that the money from the volunteers is what this place runs on yeah. Um, if there was that no is volunteer program, yeah. probably we didn't have the well, finals. We, we yeah. definitely wouldn't be here without the volunteer program. Yeah. 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 No. It's so it's, yeah, it's not only it's not only the financial backing and the the international support. It's um, also the the actual labour. It's yeah. it's difficult to yeah to to get people. You to, guys look okay. doing the holes to the oh, digging the holes. Oh, I know yeah. to help the guys get electricity. Yes. Yep. I mean. Yes. And I take that for granted. Crazy. We're very, 
We're very fortunate, mm-hmm. and the volunteers will be very privileged if they get to come and have this experience because yes. they'll get to understand that not everything's handed to us. Bob is the best volunteer. If you like volunteers, <laughs> <laughs> now it's been amazing, and I really hope that um, that some people will hear this podcast and that um, some people will come and volunteer and have a life changing yes. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or even just read about the the, the plight yes. of our runners, you know. If if, and if, make if you haven't got the time or or money again to, to come out here, then mm-hmm. please just read and, and educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Part we have people. We had people yeah. in South Africa when we were rangers. Then when they see the run, like, oh, oh, is this not a hippo? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Don't leave, Bob. <laughs> so how does somebody find out about Amiri? www.amiri.co.zw Great. And Amiri starts with an I. I-M-I-R-E. Yes. yes. Cool. Well, listen, I really appreciate all your time. This is Bob Wheeler and another episode of Money You Should Ask. Until next time. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>